Hello and welcome back. My name is Luke and you're listening to another episode of the Next Stage podcast by Web Summit, taking you inside the minds of business and cultural leaders from around the world. It's Wednesday, and every Wednesday we're looking at some of the best and brightest minds that Web Summit has to offer. So sit back, relax, and listen in as we hear from the leading minds and industry giants from all over the planet. Zach, I'll be your host. Uh, so let's dive right in. I mean, let's talk about Mezcal. My first experience with it, I would say, was about five or six years ago. I was doing a Forbes cover story about Toby Keith, and we were at the Houston Livestock Show and Rodeo, and um, he had just launched his own brand. And so he poured me a little bit in, the, in this red Solo cup, and I looked in the bottom, and uh, and there was a, a worm along with the Mezcal, and I I drank it anyway, but um, I was like, okay, here we go, Mezcal. Um, but, uh, you know, obviously that's not everybody's experience. Uh, you know, w- what about you guys? How did it begin for you? Um, mine was uh, definitely slightly different than that. Um, I, you know, I come from the bourbon, whiskey, scotch spirit world. That's all I, I drank in the spirit space, sometimes tequila. Um, but my friend got me this spicy margarita, and I couldn't. I couldn't uh, uh, recognize the spirit in it. And I asked, what, what is this made out of? And he said, mezcal. And then I just, I, uh, I ordered just a mezcal neat. And that was my really, I mean, I've heard of mezcal, but I'd never really uh, sampled different varieties of mezcal. And so that's when um, I was introduced to it. And I felt, I fell instantly in love with it. Brian, um, on the other hand, I think. <laughs> No, my, mine was the more along the dead worm line there. Um, <laughs> in fact, we, we used it to, to punish people who were late to our poker game or spilled a drink or told a bad joke or something. It was terrible. It was cheap and bad. And I developed this, uh, this animus toward mezcal uh way back when because that was my introduction to it and un- it was unfortunate because boy if you're introduced to a bad spirit no matter what it is that you'll have that in your mind from the get-go um so then fast forward like three years after production of of breaking bad ends aaron and i are in new york city and and we say let's get together for dinner we go to this sushi restaurant we have a great dinner we miss being with each other. We very close and, and used to see each other every day. And then it just falls off. So Aaron says, uh, you know, we, what we should do uh, is, is work together again. And I said, no, I don't know if that, I think it's too oh soon. My God. What have you pitched the idea of working with me again? You're like, hey, do you think it's too soon post Breaking Bad? Well, like, I did that because I know your fragile ego would only admit that sort of thing. Look, he's I, I, I fell in love with a guy on Breaking Bad. Uh, we became very close. He may not like to admit it, but he's one of my best friends in the world. And he, he does actually like me. And so uh, he's like, is it too early to maybe do a show or produce a play or something? You know, um, and I thought maybe it's a little too soon post Breaking Bad. What do you think about maybe, you know, going into a different sort of business. And uh, he said, what sort of business? And I said, well, what do you think about the booze business? And he laughed at me and uh, I said, no, I'm serious. What do you think about Mezcal? And then of course, you know, his experience with Mezcal, he, he laughed even harder. He was kind of making fun of me a little bit. I go, no, man, you, you have a completely false sort of sense of uh, what 
Mezcal really is, you know? And so I, I was very excited, uh, very excited to educate Brian on the world of Mezcal and the, the beautiful spirit that it is. So we did. We tasted it. And I, I realized I was so far from the truth of this, that some were stout, some were sweet, some were savory, uh, different levels of strength and color. And uh, it just it, it, it blew my mind. And so we agreed to investigate. We, we said, OK, let's go down to Oaxaca. Uh, Mexico and let's spend a week and see if we can find something that really appealed to both of us, but only if we found the perfect spirit uh, would we go in on it because we, uh, neither of us are interested in slapping our name onto something and sending it out there and wishing them luck, you know, we, we're, we're deeply invested in this. And so if we weren't going to find it, then we then we wouldn't do it. Uh, the problem was that Aaron has a very different palate than mine. He, his is, is damaged over the years <laughs> and, and mine is still in its pure form. Look, look I, I, like I said before, I, I come from the, the whiskey bourbon scotch, uh, spirits, you know, um, and so I don't mind uh, a bite at the end of it, as long as the quality is there. I don't mind kind of getting slapped around a little bit. I, I, I can take it, you know? Brian, on the other hand, loves to be seduced. You know, he loves something as smooth as possible. He does not want to be pushed around at all. <laughs> and so we needed to find something that met in the middle, but that actually, that worked out, uh, for us in a huge way um, because we we're on such opposite ends of the spectrum from each other. We needed to find something that was right in the middle. And so, uh, and we did, we finally so did. So you go from being partners in crime on Breaking Bad, you know, you go from meth to mezcal and yeah. epic road trip down to Oaxaca. I mean, to tell me, you know, sort of that experience, you know, how, how did that go down for you guys? I mean, it was uh, it was a beautiful experience. I, I've been to Mexico many times, never been to Oaxaca. It's just such a, an incredible sense of community and history and culture. And uh, it's just uh, it's a time warp. You know, it really it really felt that way. Um, but we just started. It's like going out to Napa Valley and sampling, you know, different types of wine. And it's very similar in that way. And uh, we had. Endless amounts of mezcal. Um, Someone had to do it, you know. We tasted mezcal all over that beautiful countryside, but you know, the week was coming. The first trip, the first, the week was coming to an end, and we we did not. I mean, I might have found something that I fell in love with, maybe, and it might have been just a little too aggressive for Brian's palate. Brian would would uh, find something, and he's like, "Well, what do you think about this?" And I felt like it kind of just disappeared uh, a little bit. Um, and we stumbled upon uh, this little village three hours outside of the center of Oaxaca, uh, San Luis del Rio. And we sampled multiple mezcals out there and could not find it. And we were actually on our way out and someone came running up to us and said, hey, there's another palenca that you didn't, you didn't see. It's not, on the, it's not on the tour, but it's a bit of a hike. You have to take off your boots, hike up your pants and hike through a river with the machete and just chop through the, you know, the brush and get to, get to it. We're like, okay, uh, yeah, that, sound, that sounds great. And so we did, 
And no joke, we stumbled upon this operation in the middle of this forest that looked like it looked like a meth lab operation. I'm not I'm not just saying that. I just it so, kind of did in a good way. So we that, felt right at home. <laughs> we felt right. Oh, oh man. Um, if this, you know, we're like, I hope this stuff tastes great. And um, and it was just one of those aha moments, you know, we sampled it straight from the source. We looked at each other, just the setting, it was so um it's just kind of uh I was about to say romantic in a way, but it was, it was, it had this romance to it. The story about it was just how, how we got there was, was pretty epic. And we sampled it. We looked at each other. It was one of those aha moments. And, uh, and that was it. And then we, you know, we met our maestro, Gregorio, the artist behind what is now, you know, uh, Dos Hombres to the world. Um, and he wanted to, to break bread with us and introduce, introduce us to his family before he, decided that he would be even willing to go into business with us, which was, um, which was great. Yeah. Very refreshing to have that kind of culture because let's face it, Americans to do business, we don't even have to like the person we're doing business with, um, which is unfortunate, but you find that in the, in the romance countries a lot where it's not just business, it's lifestyle, it's culture, and it's important to them. And so that's certainly the case in Mexico and, and many other countries. Uh, and so we just exhaled and, and embraced this, uh, that we're meeting his family and see if, if he trusts us and, and like us and enough to want to do business with us. And by the end of the meal, he was, and we're grateful. We have come to know him and his family much better now, of course, and he is a partner in our in Dos Hombres um, because he's so important. While we were leaving Oaxaca that first time, Aaron and I were actually getting more and more nervous because we f we thought we found the spirit. But were we just kidding ourselves? Was it because it was the last place, the last Palenque? Were we just willing it to be the perfect spirit and so we said well we're going to set up two different um blind taste tests when we get back to the states uh with our friends and family and we will be involved in the blind taste tests ourselves mm -hmm. so uh, our other partner michael set it up and he didn't let us know of, of eight different mezcals in similar glasses and we had to all our friends and family had to write down which ones you like the best that was the most nerve wracking because after all that search of 80 or so different mezcals that we tasted, and this was the one. And if it doesn't come to the top of the list of all our friends and family, including ourselves, what have we done? <laughs> so that was, I was really nervous. Yeah, the pressure was on. Um, and it was also so, so exciting. Um, but at the end of each of these uh, blind taste tests, it always rose to the top. And that just really kind of uh, cemented um, this sort of mission that we were on. You know, we went down to Oaxaca to try to find something unique, something special, something that was not on the market um, yet. I saw an opportunity, we both saw an opportunity uh, for the growth in mezcal, you know, I mean, it's just going like this every year. Um, you know, more people are introduced to this beautiful spirit, and uh, 
And I really, you know, we said at the very beginning, I think we have an opportunity to bring a product to the market and hopefully continue to just pound the pavement and be the, the leader in this space. And the fact that it just kept going to the top of the list um, and the blind taste test and how we found it, how the operation looked like a meth lab, it just all felt perfect. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it really, everything felt sort of serendipitous in a way. And I'm doing it along with, you know, one of, one of the, the greatest guys I know. And um, it's- I wish it's, I could say the same. Yeah, yeah, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay. <laughs> but it's a, it's a beautiful thing, man. It's, a, it's, it's definitely a blessing. Yeah, so, so, you know, you hack your way through this jungle and you cross the river and, and you meet this guy and you do the taste test and everything. Yeah. Uh, how do you go from that to, you know, ramping up to create a proper brand with distribution and everything and you know um take me through the, the process there you know I, I think that's kind of a fascinating journey in itself as well yeah yeah i mean we uh th this was so foreign to us you know uh the booze bit i mean booze is definitely not foreign to me i uh, i i drink a lot of it responsibly but i had no idea how to how to build a business you know um but it is a, it's an art form, you know, uh, Gregorio, he's an artist, our maestro, he's an artist. Um, designing the label is another part of the, the art form, you know, it's, it's amazing um, how many hours I would stare at uh, paper samples, you know, for example, and just different colors for our donkeys or, uh, and the reason why, for example, why we landed on donkeys is donkeys are, uh, a huge part of how our mezcal is is made and so it's all about keeping it simple but yet inviting and beautiful and um i think we, did we start even with the the design no we didn't start with the design uh we started with the design of the label after we found the juice but um well it was that we said, um, <clears throat> you have you have the bottle design uh, that could be tall and thin or short and fat, or it could, it, it could be uh, glass, it, it could be different materials, and then the cork and what's on the cork, and is it synthetic or real cork, and is it wood on top or plastic? I mean, every single step of the way it takes a design, and Aaron and I took our time to walk through it carefully because we felt that every single element that goes into Dos Hombres is equally important on the bottle as what's in the bottle. So uh, we didn't want to say, yeah, oh, that's fine, whatever colors and whatever. So we really took the time to make it elegant and yet simple. Um, the designation of artisanal mezcal is one that we're very proud of. And one that we put uh, that's on the bottle by regulation and if we didn't have uh, that old world type of processing, we wouldn't be able to say it's artisanal. At our Palenque, which is our processing plant, and I say processing plant in a very liberal term, it, it is very rural. There is no electricity. There's no running water except the spring water from the river, um, which goes into our, our product. Uh, it is very rural. If we used any modern technology in the processing of our mezcal, we would not be able to put artisanal on the bottle. So you know the labor-intensive work that it goes into it. Um, 
And we every time we go down there, we learn more and more about the processing, about the respect for the plant and the farming itself, and and what these people do with their culture and how they honor the land and the sun and the and the rain. And it's, it's, it's really a beautiful so, thing. It's so it's the community is just so beautiful, you know. But once we locked in uh, the bottle, the label, the juice. I mean, I, you know, before we had, uh, before we signed on with, with, uh, with Southern um, as our distributor, I mean, I was cold calling BevMo, you know, which is, you know, California's biggest liquor chain with no one calling me back for two solid weeks. I would just constantly call, 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 call. Finally, I get someone uh, to take a, a, a phone call with me and, um, they're like, yeah, what do you, you know, what do you want? What are you trying to do? You know, and uh, I go, look, I, I tell them the story. Um, we have Brian and Michael fly in last minute up to San Francisco and have a sit down uh, with BevMo, the heads of BevMo. And, um, and that's sort of like the, how we got in the door to that particular chain. But it's just about, you know, I didn't know what I was doing. I, I knew I had to be inside of BevMo. You know, I knew I had to be inside of these liquor stores. So I would go. I mean, it was a door-to-door -door salesman, you know, which was very exciting to me. Um, and so I just walk into just random liquor stores with a bottle in hand. I go, would you like to sample my product? You know, and, and that was it. That's sort of how we uh, kind of got the ball rolling. There's a, there's a similarity between producing a piece of art that is watchable, uh, whether it's television or film, and producing a piece of art that's consumable. Uh, in a different way, literally. And so we look at Dos Hombres no differently than, than we do when we go out and we pitch a movie that we're in or a tel television series. We're really proud of it and we're hands-on. We enjoy it. We enjoy being students to this and learning as much as we can. And and it's it's been a fun journey so far. Yeah. That's a great ride. So how, why, um, you know, there, there are a ton of um uh, tequilas in particular tequilas and mezcals that have celebrity backers owners etc cetera, etc cetera. uh you know george clooney maybe being the the biggest example with brandy gerber um you know toby keith we talked about before but the rock has one uh the chain smokers are investors so you know puff daddy um it, it, the list goes on and and uh you know most of them invest in an existing product or buy it or do a joint venture and stuff what what kind of made you guys want to go the route from you know starting from the ground up as opposed to you know attaching yourself to something that had already been um you know more established i mean for me and i know i can speak for brian th this is um this is not just a vanity project this is something this is our baby you know this is something that we are incredibly proud of um and uh we want to protect it and so um that's it. And the reason why we chose Mezcal is, is, is because I, it's just my favorite spirit. You know, I mean, I, I like tequila. I, I like, uh, you know, I mean, I love bourbon, scotch, um, but there's just something different about Mezcal. And um, again, a lot of room to grow. But this is it's really just Brian and I, and Michael, and our, our friends and family. That, that, that is it. That's the people that are a part of uh embrace um and uh and, yeah one of the things is that there's we're what you see is what you get aaron and i are the dos hombres and we have michael and a couple of the people as we grow but we're really we're really a mom and pop shop we don't have any large 
major uh, distillery brand behind us or anything. We're we're on our own. We're like an independent movie, you know, that we're trying to 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 take out there to say we have a, an interesting story to tell, and uh, and and when people taste uh, dos hombres, they they agree, and it's been it's been a great ride. When you're so proud of something, and it has a payoff, that. You know, my wife is generally a wine drinker, but now completely on her own, she will order uh, mezcal drinks wherever we go um, because she has adapted to that taste. And I think there's a lot of room for people to be introduced to mezcal if they're not already uh, familiar with it. Yeah. You know, another thing that I wonder about too is what is the thought process of somebody uh you know seeing you guys on tv uh and, and kind of going from that to you know i'm gonna i'm gonna buy this bottle and you know to me uh a theory that i had is it almost goes back to the prohibition because before prohibition uh you could actually taste in liquor stores uh, in america they would let you do that after prohibition not so much but like if you go to other countries a lot of times i mean i remember one time i was at um, narita airport in tokyo and, you know, they'll pour you like a bit of the Suntory or whatever it is, and you, you can taste it before you buy it. But here in America, we can't do that. So I wonder what you guys think. I mean, is it like a level of trust that consumers have, you know, in, in familiar faces such as yourselves that then, you know, kind of it takes the place of that, um, that tasting. It's like, I'm going to go, uh, I'm going to go with what these guys do, or is it something else altogether? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I mean, um, Hopefully people that are, you know, picking up the bottle strictly because uh, it's something that Brian and I created, hopefully it's because they, you know, they like us and they respect sort of our choices and what we do and they, they want to support us and they want to see what we've been working on. And, and uh, I think it's, you know, I didn't realize that our story, like how it all came to be was going to be such a, a big part of, uh, this journey, you know, everyone is just so excited to hear this story just because it's just honest and genuine. And uh, it was never forced. It was just something that, you know, we were really excited about. And, um, and it just grew naturally. And, you know, a lot of, uh, a lot of hard work and us pounding the pavement. But um, I think that's the, the reason why, uh, why Dos Wombers has become so successful so, so quickly. Um, but yeah, it definitely helps that uh, we were in, you know, people's living rooms inside of their households for, you know, for many years, you know, on their on their screens. Yeah, this was a, a journey that that Aaron and I organically built. Um, we didn't know if it was going to happen, come to fruition. We're excited that it did, that we did find that one specific juice that appeals to a lot of people. Um, we're like, we're responsible in, in Dos Ambres to be like the fourth largest uh, influencer in as far as the growth of Mezcal. And we're doing exceedingly well. We've only been in business a, a year and a half thereabouts. And, and we're climbing the charts as far as uh, where where we are in that pecking order. And and I think there's, it's fair to say that we're very competitive. We We want and we feel we have the product that we're totally behind. It's not something that we just invested in. We created this from from nothing. And and 
So we're very proprietary and we're very proud of it. And I just see us continuing to keep growing and growing and growing and sharing this beautiful old world spirit with the rest of the world. All right. Well, uh, that is actually all we have time for. But before we go, uh, shall we have a toast? Cheers, cheers, cheers. Um, thank you so much for your time. And thank you, everyone who's, who's watching, uh, who's listening in. Um, cheers to you all. Uh, what a strange time we are in. Um, yeah, but we'll really. Get um, to, to health and, and happiness to all us. Stay safe, stay well. Cheers. Salud. Thanks for listening. And if you want to hear more about these topics firsthand, or you want to let us know what you want to hear, be sure to check us out on any of our social media accounts or visit websummit.com. That's websummit.com.